Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy. Now notice, while I go up here, the, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book. That means he's conquered. Therefore he can open it. He's victorious. He, he can open it. Now then, here's why. They sang this song about him. Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for, here's a reason, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed men. Not us, but has redeemed men to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made them, not us, unto our God kings and priests, and they shall reign on the earth. Now you see the correction? Now, according to the King James translation here, where by using the us, it would show you that these living creatures, the four of them, and the twenty-four elders are singing a new song saying that thou, by thy blood, thou hast been slain, and thou hast redeemed us. That would put them among the redeemed if us was, uh, it is a proper translation, see. But uh, no, uh, no dispensation even will claim that that is the proper, uh, translation. They even correct it to the, to them. In other words, it's in the third person rather than in the first person plural. In the Greek, whereas the, uh, King James, uh, Translators put it in the in the first person. Now Are you saying that the, this is the angel singing what singing what Jesus Christ accomplished. That's right. The the twenty four heavenly beings and the four beings are singing a song that says that Christ by His blood has purchased unto God. Men out of every tribe, out of every nation, out of every tongue. See? Everywhere. They're singing the song. Now that's why he's worthy. They're singing the song that Christ has overcome, that he has been slain. He died on the cross. And he's, they are singing that when he died on the cross, that he purchased for God men out of every nation, every tongue, every country. Yeah, that's what the Bible said. Uh, and the uh, revised uh, will uh, try to check your uh, Barry, check your inner any of them, Baxter, uh, Barry, 
and the uh, impact God lot any of the group, you know, in a leading. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure he will. I haven't checked him lately. Uh, of course, he holds to the dispensational theory, you see. See, he, he, he holds into the two commons and all. See. Uh, but, uh, he will, he will give that. Yeah. Alright. Now, and he made, uh, now notice what they're singing. That Christ has redeemed men. See? Uh, and he's redeemed them for God. That's why he came, wasn't it? That's what he said he came for, wasn't it? Uh, uh, the, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Him that cometh to me I will no wise cast out. They're singing that Christ did accomplish that. And on the basis of the fact that he accomplished that now, he's able to take this book, this scroll, and to break the seal. Barrel. So, this, uh, whatever comes out of that scroll is hinged and based on the redemption of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, would the dispensationists say that this is, uh, uh, the church up there during the seven years singing this? Song? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's exactly, that's exactly important. And this is, and, and if this King James translation, uh, is a correct, uh, view, that would lend, and that's why that, the, that idea, uh, originated. See? Because then that would put these angelic, the four beings as well as the twenty-four, see? And it would put them in the category of redemption, having, having been redeemed. But they only sing, they sing the song. And the song is that uh, that Christ has redeemed men out of every tongue, see, uh, out of every nation, every class of nation. And I beheld, I know, uh, and has made them unto our God kings and priests. And they shall reign on the earth. Now, brother, there is a, uh, uh, that reign on the earth is based on what the Lord Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross. Not according to Abrahamic covenant, not according to the Mosaic covenant, not according to a Davidic covenant may be embraced, may have relations, but the point is that they reign, they reign on the earth, or will reign on the earth, simply, wholly, because the Son of God bought them and made them a kingdom of priests unto God, a kingdom and a nation, and they shall reign on the earth. Now you see now, uh, if you, the, the, uh, unless you uh, link that statement that I made with the, with dispensationalism, where well, you won't get the, I mean it won't mean anything, see. But their whole argument, see, is that there are two peoples. They're Jewish, Gentile, Jewish in the church, see. 
They never merged. But brother, in Christ, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, see, as far as redemption is concerned. Now, the Jews still live. They still, uh, they still have a, uh, uh, a place. They still, God is, uh, going to, uh, going to see to it. And, uh, His purposes for the Jews will, uh, be fulfilled just as any other purpose, uh, which God had. Now, and I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne. Now then, he tells us about many. See, uh, the, whoever the 24, whether they are, uh, apparently they are arch, uh, they're leaders uh, among the angels. Now, I can give you three verses of Scripture that shows you that the New Testament has rank among angels. Romans 8, 38, Ephesians 3, 10, and Colossians 1, 16. Now, those three passages speak of exalted heavenly beings, whether you want to call them an angel, or cherub, or seraphim, or whatever it might be, see, uh, are no name, just a host. They are members of the heavenly host. And, but if there are, ex- if there are ranks, well, then there'd be some leaders. And the four living creatures are leaders. The twenty-four are leaders in their profession, in their in their uh, uh, service that God has uh, designated for them. And the four figures of the lion, the ox, and the uh, the eagle, and then the man. Why uh, it may be you see that this uh, there is. Uh, the the lion, well, uh, he's leading the angelic order or the heavenly order, and uh, he leads uh, that aspect of creation. Because you're going to find in Revelation that 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 redemption, this work that Christ uh, did upon the cross, is going to affect the whole creation, the whole realm. That not only God purchased to himself, but uh, men out of every nation, but that the whole creation is going to benefit because of the Lord, uh, because of uh, the work that Christ did. Uh, why? Because we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth. What is it? The, uh, uh, the, the curse uh, upon the earth. There's no more sea. Which symbolically is, uh, has to do with the tr- trouble and turmoil of nations and so on. Well, uh, alright, and vegetation, growth, trees, feeding the nations and so on. Alright? And I beheld and I heard a voice of many angels round about the throne and the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands. That just keeps on multiplying. There's a whole great host up there, wasn't it? All right. Uh, now, now that's the voice of many angels. That's the heavenly host that was around that throne all this time. 
That's not talking about the the ones that's redeemed out of the earth now. now we're going to see them. They're going to uh, uh, the Bible will uh, describe this great number that was purchased, that, of which they sang uh, uh, later, saying with a loud voice, "Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom." and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. Every time they pray, every time they lead the heavenly host in worship, they add a attribute to God's grace, and God's glory, and God's majesty. Attribute of God. See? Now back up there, in uh, over in verse uh, uh, verse 11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Three things. Now then, when all of the rest of the heavenly host joins them, they they pray that worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches. Now, uh, it didn't, the death of Christ is not the basis of their worship in chapter 4, verse 11, but the fact that God had created the world, creation, and holding it together is the basis of their worship in 4.11. But the basis of their worship in in 5.12, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain on the basis of his death, don't you see? To receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. And then, and every creature, now look, and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, heard I saying, Blessing, and honor, and glory, and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne. Now that's what John saw now, you see. Alright? What's he seeing? He's seeing the future. Come up here, John. What for? I want to show you the things that I told you you were going to write about. Show you the things that shall be after these. After the things which was, which are, and which shall be. So he's showing him the future. And he's showing how the results uh, what the results of uh, Christ, the death of Christ, what it means, see. And it's all based on his redemption. Their worship, now, and uh, the, the creatures. He sees things under the earth. That's the reason why a while ago I told you that the fair fact that the, uh, one of these beings had a Head like a lion, another like an ox, 
Another like a man, another like a flying eagle, because it, the things in the air, the things under this old earth, man all over the world, see? Uh, you've, got, uh, you've got the whole thing. They may be the leaders in the, these four leading in the worship of these different realms, because every creature, that's what Paul uh, wrote about uh, shall bow and confess to the glory of God. What? See? That Christ is Savior. That Christ is Lord. See, we started out in the introductory showing you that Nero, and especially Domitian, uh, and, and several after Domitian, uh, wanted people to say Caesar is Lord. See? And that's why uh, Polycarp was put, uh, was put to death, martyred, because he wouldn't say Caesar is Lord. But now then it says here that worthy, because uh, they they recognize the fact that Jesus is Lord, you see. And that's what Paul was writing about. They must confess to the glory of God. All right, and he, and he says, heaven, everything in heaven and earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne. There are many uh, people that ridicule the idea because post-tribulationists believe that, that that actually is going to take place, that this whole earth must will one day honor the Lord, see? And that earth itself will be to the praise of God just as much as every person has been redeemed will live to his honor and glory. You got one verse there, then you're reading it. Huh? Did you read verse 14? Oh, did I? I, I thought I finished. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, him that sit upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. All right. Now you see that's uh, that's heaven's uh, reaction to uh, the book. You see, John saw this book in 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 the hand uh, in the hand of God, and uh, he saw it sealed up, and he started crying because nobody was able to open it, break those seals, and to look on it, to read it, and then you can cut it off because no, no, I just want. And, uh, but, uh, then when, when, uh, the line of the tribe of Judah and the root of David, why, a strong angel. Oh, you, you don't have to worry about who, uh, the details of the, uh, of that angel. It doesn't matter if it had been a, uh, if it used any figure about any other person that might characterize some, and being in heaven, see, but he 
sent a strong angel, so uh, that's what it was. That's who he is. And uh, uh, he said the, the, that this line, this out of the tribe of Judah and this group out of David has prevailed. He's conquered. And the point is uh, that nowhere now in the in the book of Revelation is the book ever referred to as being open. Now, that may surprise you. Uh, the whole, the, this whole heavenly scene is, uh, you're anticipating it. You've got uh, heavens, all these angelic beings, they couldn't open it. They couldn't even look on it. They couldn't read it if it was open. And yet, this thousand times ten thousand thousand why, uh, they, they, they won't know what's in the book, but it's never said to be open. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.